This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. All right, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Another very special edition of Reinvention Radio, hanging out inside of Club Pod. Here on Clubhouse, as we continue our Lunch with the Legends series, it's been going pretty strong since uh, since December of, uh, of 2020, so time certainly flies as we come up on, uh, on a full year here, hanging out inside of uh, Club Pod and uh, specifically with our Lunch with the Legends series. So really good having you here today. Super excited because we're going to be joined uh, in just a moment or so by our buddy, Glenn Washington. And uh, if you don't know Glenn, well, um, Glenn is, uh, he's the man. <laughs> Glenn is the, he's one of the, the world's most popular podcasters. I mean, he's, he's someone who's been in the game uh, for a long time. And, uh, and some of you may know his work uh, as the host uh, and the creator and the executive producer uh, of Snap Judgment which is a show that you may have heard on uh, on NPR and some of the other channels there. Uh, and you may have uh, come across his work in terms of Spooked. And, uh, and they are now on season six uh, of Spooked, which is, which is crazy when you come right down to it because I know we just kind of started out and was thinking, you know, this is going to be something fun for us to do. And uh, had an inkling that it, uh, that it might go over well, but uh, I don't think even he could have guessed how incredibly popular the show uh, would be. In the meantime, we've got uh, Marissa Dodge hanging out with us. You want to say hello? You want to go ahead and unmute yourself? And uh, and how about a quick hello? What's going on? Hi, how you doing? Steve. Hey, everybody. Happy October. <laughs> this is Marissa. I'm the digital producer for Snap Judgment and Spooked, and we are so excited for season six, and Glenn should be here pretty shortly. Yeah, no worries. He's getting pinged in the room. <laughs> um, and, like, we're just excited to hear from you guys, the fans, and honestly, on my end, I read all of your comments and messages and notes, and it's just so exciting to, you know, hopefully hear from some of you today because you're in the graveyard listening, you're burning sage listening, you're, it's all of the things that we like dream and hope our fans do and love, and we're just so thankful for you guys. Yeah. So I'm going to throw it back to Steve. Appreciate and, that. Uh, we're excited. Yeah, it's really, really cool having you here, and uh, and so let me let me just ask you this from from your standpoint as you know someone who is intimately involved uh, with the show and specifically spooked as we come up here on uh, on Halloween season six. Where where do the stories come from? Like, how do you guys decide wh- wh- what stories to feature? Like, I, I'm, I'm that's always because the stories that you guys tell are always, I mean, so well produced. If if you're looking for a podcast and you want to model a show in terms of this is a show that gets it right in terms of how to create you know a, a show that people really just absolutely want to tune into on a consistent basis. You guys do such an amazing job with it, but I'm I'm really curious in terms of the stories. Where where do the stories come from? I mean, this is a labor of love and totally a team effort. First and foremost, we get so many amazing submissions from our listeners. We ask every episode, 
all the time. If you have a story from the other side of the veil, you know, we want to hear from you and people write in all the time. So we're going through these voice memos and these emails and reading people's stories and reaching out and seeing, you know, do they have the narrative elements we're looking for? Do they, you know, do they believe this with every bone in their body, this experience that happened to them? And besides that, you know, we have a team of producers and scouts that are incredible going out all over the world, looking for different pieces in folklore, in different countries, internationally. We're looking to uncover things that we haven't touched on before. You know, what, what is going to make the difference? And so, you know, it's about some people writing in, but the big effort to go out and contact these different places and people in the world that have these un- unbelievable stories that we believe. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, and speaking of the the man himself, Lynn Washington, what is going on? My uh, my and and one of the just let me take you guys a, a step back real quick here. Um, Glenn and I connected uh, about a year and a half ago or so, actually a little longer than that, almost uh, almost two years ago now. Uh, and, and so when we were thinking about launching uh, podcast magazine, and if you guys are, are not familiar with the fact that, uh, that club pod here is brought to you by the, the good folks at, uh, at podcast magazine, of course, we are the publishers and I'm the founder and editor in chief of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we of course love the industry of podcasting and, and felt like there really needed to be a, a, a magazine, some sort of publication that gave us uh, as an industry really some degree of legitimacy, so to speak, in terms of, like, I just couldn't believe that there wasn't uh, a, a rolling stone, if you will, for the world of podcasts. There wasn't a, a, a Sports Illustrated, if you will, for the world of podcasts. Something that really covered the, the culture and the industry and the people and so on. And so when, when we were sitting here thinking about, okay, we're going to have one shot at creating an inaugural issue, and we're going to have one chance to put someone on the cover who really represents everything that we love about the industry as, as someone, and I've been podcasting since 2009. So somebody who really loves the industry as much as I do, as much as our team does, we knew we only had one shot to get it right. And so as we began exploring the landscape and trying to think about like, well, who would we want to grace the cover uh, of our inaugural issue uh, we decided we wanted it to be Joe Rogan. No, just playing. Of course, we decided we wanted it to be Glenn Washington. Are you kidding? So, so Glenn, go ahead and unmute yourself, and uh, and and thank you for hanging out with us here, man. I know for for those of you um, who who are kind enough to to tap your your thumb on on Glenn's handsome handsome mug there with the uh, with the little dragon or whatever he's hanging out with, uh, you'll you'll see that uh, that that Glenn. Uh, let's see here, has uh, 11, no, six followers and, and is following uh, 11 people. Why? Because he came on just to hang out with us here today inside a clubhouse. So, Glenn, this is actually your first time being in, in clubhouse at all? This is my first time in clubhouse. Thank you for having me. Hello, clubhouse. How y'all doing? <laughs> Hello, clubhouse world. <laughs> so, it's awesome having you here, man. And uh, And, you know, just given... All the things that you've got going on. I know you guys are just crazy busy with season six uh, of Spooked. Really appreciate you carving out the time to hang out here with us. And so uh, make sure you give Glenn a, fl- a follow. Show Glenn some love. And, uh, of course, you know, hit that plus sign at the bottom there 
And uh, we'd love for you to go ahead and uh, and invite some people in because this is going to be an, an open Q&A here. And so whether you're an aspiring podcaster, uh, whether you're an existing podcaster, it doesn't matter where you are in your, in your podcasting journey, having the opportunity to, to meet and, and, and ask questions of somebody like Lynn Washington uh, is, uh, is really a rare opportunity. As I said, Glenn doesn't come on to Clubhouse. You know, he doesn't really hang out in these circles, and this is the first time he's been here. So, again, a, a really nice opportunity. So feel free to raise your hand. Feel free to, to join us up here on stage, uh, and we'll be going through the, the Q&A um, you know, just as quickly as we can to get to as many people as possible. So, Glenn, let, let me ask you this, man. And we started down this, this conversation path uh, with Marissa, but let me just ask you this about Spooked. Has Spook exceeded your expectations? Like, I, I mean, when you first started out with the show – did you have did, did you have an inkling of understanding in terms of the success that was waiting for you when you guys launched? Well, Spook didn't have any expectations. Um, we started Spooked, our first season of Snap Judgment, and Spooked was just an episode. You know, we were like, okay, how what are we going to do for Halloween? And the sole idea was, all right, let's treat people's paranormal stories the way we treat the uh, every other story that people tell. Um, our show is about, you know, first-person storytelling and empathy and allowing people to say what happened to them unfiltered. And so let's just treat it the same way. And I have those stories. And it turns out a lot of other people did too. And I was thrilled at the response, but it wasn't like we had some grand plan from the start to have... Um, this whole spook universe thing going on. Yeah. Oh man. You know, and it's interesting too, because sometimes the, the best shows, the best businesses, just the best endeavors in general kind of happen by accident. Right. And so now that you guys are in season six, what, what has changed for you then the most since that first initial, let's just go ahead and, and, and put out a show kind of thing and see what happens. And now where you're at in terms of season six, what, what's changed the most since, since day one? I like to have what hasn't changed. And what hasn't really changed is that desire to take these things seriously, to, take, um, to go into a lot of the producers, their own sort of personal history. There are so many stories that for whatever reason, you don't want to tell outside of a family or your close circle. And oftentimes these are the stories that that are the most important to you. I know like for myself starting um, Spooked, the stories that that mean the most to me are oftentimes the stories about my grandmother. And my grandmother was a person, we never, we never had any, any demarcation or definition between this over here is supernatural and this is something else. We just, you know, it was just life. Mm -hmm. And she was a person people would come to from miles around in Detroit, Michigan. And they would come to ask her things that they couldn't get somewhere else. After they had exhausted the preacher, the doctor, the neighbors, they would come and ask my grandmother for a favor. I was the her second favorite grandchild. And which was a big honor. It was a big honor being a second favorite grandchild. And it was my job as a little kid to take the, the various petitioners from the p front porch, through the living room, 
through the kitchen, out back to the stoop, and have them ask grandma, my grandmother, for whatever it was they wanted. And it would be something like, uh, like Miss Mrs. They always call her Mrs. 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 Uh, my husband done left me. He done left me alone. I want him back. Well, did you bring that picture like I asked you? Mm. Yes, Mrs. I did. And they might take that, fold that, burn that. She'd wrap it up in some foil. If you put this under his pillow, he's coming back, whether you want him to or not. You understand? Yes, Mrs. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And they would take that, and I would lead them back to the house. I didn't know that was supposed to be uh, something in the supernatural world. I thought it was just Tuesday. Hmm. Yeah. So that's just that's just the way we lived. And I found out, but I found out later that if um, not everyone had a grandmother like mine, I found out after that that a lot of people did. And these stories um, of uh, of people dealing with their connection to the supernatural. These these are these are oftentimes the, big, the most important stories of all because in our culture, for whatever reason, we don't talk about the big things that matter. We don't talk about what happened when uh, after the funeral. We don't talk about what's going to happen after we die. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about where Uncle Jim is right now. We oftentimes do it only in the context of these ghost stories. And only then, too, do we talk about our monsters. And our monsters are oftentimes the most important thing about us. Yeah. Now, I love that, man. And, you know, the, the reality is when you when you listen to a lot of the episodes, I, I think what comes across for me is the fact that so much, and, and I know you were alluding to this as well, but so much of what we perhaps feel so alone about and, and and feel like we're the only ones who are experiencing things of that nature it it, it really acts as uh, to a large extent as a way to 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 feel as though you're you're not so weird you're not so strange you're part of kind of this humanity of which other people are experiencing similar things talk a little bit about the the community that you've created here and 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 sort of that 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 communal aspect of people not feeling like you know I'm just I'm completely off my rocker yeah the whole thing about spook is that you know if you're somebody you know the stories that we have the stories the stories that always attract us to uh um a spook sort of tale is the stories that people oftentimes don't want to tell if you're somebody who has got 15 crystals hanging from your neck and, um, you know, who's been to uh, tarot workshops and all that other kind of stuff, that's cool. But oftentimes the stories that we're, that really make sense for us are people who are just as surprised as the listener to note that their universe isn't exactly following the rules that it used to. And the stories that that resonate the people, you know, people who, who, who work for a living, people who, um, who, people who, who do things that like the, the EMTs and doctors and teachers, those are, those people are at the heart of Spooked. And, um, and so when we're, our community is 
people who like they feel unburdened after they're able to tell this story. They feel like, okay, I could I could never tell this anywhere else, but once I do, the re- the relief you feel like, oh, we're not gonna call you crazy. We're not gonna call you anything. We think that this is actually. That that there, that mystery does abound. That there's wonder left in the world. That there is a magic left in that. Um, letting us know your story, how you experienced it, helps other people access their own wonder. Yeah, let's and let's talk about just the because this is Club Pod, and and here in Club Pod, we've got a lot of folks who are existing podcasters for sure, and we all have a lot of folks who are or wanting to to launch a show. Uh, and of course, those who are just fans of shows. But let, let's talk about the, the industry of podcasting for for a moment, because very few shows have been able to get to that that rarefied error that spooked and, and certainly snap judgment has in terms of uh, downloads. And I know you know this; these, these aren't numbers that we, we need to hope to focus on. But at last count, I mean, there were over I think it was over three hundred million downloads combined between the shows, if not much more. Right? I mean, it's a pretty Big number, yeah. Well, we've been in the game for a while, Steve. We've been in the game for a while. Yeah. Yes, and, and, and please, I appreciate every single person and every single download. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and so is that a matter of right place, right time? Is it a matter of, of of right message, right audience? Like what? What do you think, really? Because again, there's there's so many folks out there who have really good shows, but they just can't seem to find the traction that, that perhaps a show like yours. And, uh, you know, of course, I mean, given where you are, there aren't a lot of shows that get to where you guys are, but what, what do you think has been some of the secret of that success? And, and can you speak to things that perhaps others can do not necessarily to get to where you are, but at least to realize uh, their own level of success in the space? Yeah, here the thing about podcasting right now that is still true is that you can still talk to just about everybody. Now you now you can't necessarily get into Joe Rogan or Ira or something like that. But whatever your particular um specialty is, you can just about still talk to everyone. And um the big thing is for me and the for people who are into narrative um uh stories and storytelling of any type these are such, um, it's so uh, intensive and so hard to make a narrative that works. It's really tough. It's really, really tough. And um, and for, for all of us, people who've been in the game forever, it's still really, really tough to tell a good story. And if the thing of it is, is that um, your, whoever your favorite podcaster is, I'm, I'm going to speak specifically to narrative right now, but Whoever your favorite podcaster is who's trying to do this, they're losing their mind trying to make whatever deadlines they can. And one of the best things in the world to get your podcast out there is say, look, I made something for you. Now, you can show like if you if some, if you if you're in a sci fi and you send uh, your piece to a, another uh, science fiction um, show. They may or they may not use it. You still have the content. But if they put that content on their show, well, now you got their audience. Um, and there, and I'll tell you what, there is nothing better. I'll, I'll speaking for all podcasters out there right now when I say, if somebody comes to me with a story 
that actually works for my show. They've actually listened to the show and they got this story that works. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. Thank whatever deity you want, especially if you come like around the holidays. When I'm mm-hmm. when I'm just like every other podcaster out there, am losing my mind trying to find, figure out how I'm going to fill this space. And this is how you. I mean, I think that right now, these 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 um, you can like I said, you can still talk to everybody, and um, you want to find out who are the top um podcasts and whatever sort of genre you want, and you want to target each and every one of those and say, I got you something, I made you something. Mm. Can you put this on? And I'll bet you, if you've done your homework right, you're going to get some bites. And that's how you're going to start building an audience. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, let's do let's do this. Let's give you guys an opportunity here to ask Glenn uh, your questions. I just want to make sure that if you have a question, you have that opportunity. Uh, and again, if you're listening to the podcast edition of this, uh, we're live here on Clubhouse right now inside of Club Pod. Uh, we will release this as an episode of uh, of Reinvention Radio. If you're listening to Reinvention Radio right now, uh, make sure you do join us inside of Club Pod. And uh, our Lunch with the Legend series takes place uh, pretty much almost, well, it depends on the week. <laughs> but for, for the most part, every Wednesday at uh, around noon Pacific, somewhere right in there, given uh, a hiccup or two. And uh, that's 3 p.m. Eastern. And then, of course, uh, we have rooms going throughout the day inside of club pod and so whether you're an aspiring podcaster an existing podcaster no matter where you are on your podcasting journey uh, we always have rooms going and we'd love of course for you to join us for the fun let me uh, let me bring up matt and give matt an opportunity here uh, and of course as i said if you have a question uh, for glenn feel free to come on up just mute yourself when you come up let me hit that again for you matt there uh, and feel free to ping some folks into the room i mean it's just a, again a really rare opportunity to connect with one of the world's leading podcasters. And uh, we won't have Glenn for long here, but uh, again, we just want to make sure that we had the opportunity uh, to say congratulations uh, to Glenn and and Marissa and and your whole team there uh, for getting season six of Spooked Out into the world. And and what better time for that than, uh, of course, here right around Halloween. Glenn, do you want to say something else before we jump over to Matt? No, no, no. What's up with Matt? Yeah, Matt, what's going on, brother? Hey, everybody. This is Matt here. I just want to thank you for uh, joining this platform, uh, Glenn. Marissa, you, you do such amazing work as well with the production. I, My wife and I love Snap Judgment, especially Spooked. The music is always seamless. I, I just want to give a special shout out to whoever has the music selections on the show because it is always on point. So thank you for that. Uh, I, I also want to thank you, Glenn. I mean, you, your storytelling is amazing, but you introduced the world to, to Jim Colbert. And <laughs> when we uh, we came to see you uh, at the Metro in Chicago a couple of years ago, boy, you all tore that house down. It was such a great time. So, yeah, I mean, the, the energy definitely comes through live in person and on the show. But I, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask uh, Glenn, in particular, uh, when you're preparing to do a read of a story that you necessarily didn't write, something that was uh, put together by your team or sent into you, and it's got a little bit of terminology in there, uh, like Creole, for instance, you know, uh, you may not be as as familiar with the pronunciations. What resource do you use when you're looking to find out uh, just the right way to say certain phrases for uh, terminology you're not familiar with? Uh-huh. 
the resources I use to, to uh, speak properly. Um, one of them is on uh, line right here right now. Marissa helps me out with a lot of the readings and and um, like making sure that I I use the like a term appropriately. Really, though, we what we do is we go and we try and find it being said on YouTube in some kind of way. Um, I don't want to mess up. I'm going to mess up. I am going to mess up, um, especially we um, names um, and foreign terms. I try my best to get them right. I know how important it is to get someone's name correctly. And I know how inauthentic something can, can sound to um, someone if I, if I mispronounce a place name or anything like that. So it just comes down to like, you know, you got to sit down and do that homework again and do another level of check to make sure you're getting it as best you can. I'm also going to add something on there, Matt. Something we started doing and have been doing is sometimes the storyteller is native in that language. We'll have them send us a voice memo. And if not, we're reaching out to resources, email groups, Reddit threads. Hey, anybody speak this language? Hey, you know, a translator in this language. And sometimes we'll have them send us a voice memo. Um, so that way we can really hear it and know what to do. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I thank you for coming out to the live shows. We can't wait to get back on the road again. I think actually our next live tour might actually be a spook tour sometime next fall. Uh, uh, stay tuned for that. We, uh, I hope we can make that happen. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Ooh, man, that'll be amazing. And, uh, and Matt, the Metro is, uh, what, what a great venue, man. I'm from Chicago. We live in San Diego now. And, uh, just out of curiosity, I got, I got to ask the question. What, are, are you still in the city? Yes, I am. Yeah. What Rogers part? Park. Rogers Park. All right. Nice, yeah. man. Yeah. And the Metro is a hell of a place. I don't know, Glenn, if you remember that venue, cause I'm sure you had a, a tour, man, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's like, uh, it's I an, remember that venue. Do you, what do you remember about that night? I remember uh, just the energy, like the energy of the room. Um, WBEZ in Chicago mm -hmm. is one of our um, premier early partners for the show. Um, it was one of the early stations that took a chance on playing the show that nobody had ever heard of before. And we, you know, going to Chicago for us is a lot of ways as a homecoming. Um, people have shown us love, like I said, from, from this first season. And, you know, going to the Metro, come on, you know, yeah. it, it, it was, it was, it was something special for us. I appreciate that. Well, Matt, good having you here, man, on the side of Club Pod. Glad you had a chance to talk to Glenn. Uh, and yeah, for sure. So let's do this. If you, again, if you have a question for Glenn, uh, feel free to raise your hand and you just do that by, it should just be the bottom right button for you. Just raise your hand there or somewhere right in those parts. And uh, we'll do our best to get you up here. We only got Glenn for a few more minutes here. So I just want to make sure uh, that we honor his time as well. But Glenn, let me let me ask you this, man. As, as far as Spooked is concerned and as far as the, the world of Snap Judgment is concerned, what, what are you most excited about as, as you look into 2022 and obviously coming out of just such a, a couple of challenging years here in, in a lot of ways? What, what are you most excited about? Um. Like we kind of alluded to, I can't wait to get back on the road. I can't wait to do that live storytelling again. One of the things that we've done recently, just to kind of give ourselves a little bit of a taste of this, is this uh, is a couple uh, episodes of Snap Judgment we're calling Backstage, which was so funny because when we were on the road, 
uh, um, Snap Judgment Live is this tour that we do, and it was great going around the cities or across the country. The audiences were electric, the, sh the performances, the storytellers, everything. I loved everything about it. Um, and I miss it. I miss it a lot. But one of the things that just kept on happening was we do this show and then you go backstage and these, this is, these are storytellers talking to storytellers and the drinks are flowing. Um, we feel everybody's ant and st storytellers are trying to outstory each other. And it was some of the most hilarious, ridiculous, crazy, thoughtful, and oftentimes deep uh, interactions that I've ever had. And we decided to say, you know what? Let's replicate that. Let's replicate that during a pandemic. Send everybody some whiskey. And even if we have to do it um, remotely, let's see if we can get, let's get the, get the gang back together as best we can. And we did that, and we put out two episodes right now called Backstage that's, hap that's happened on Snap Judgment. I think they've been really, really interesting, really, really fun, and I, I, it just makes me want to go back out on the road again. Um, but yeah. right now, uh, Snap is, you know, we're, we're, we're launching this new season. We're making another season of Spooked immediately. Um, we're going to have some new shows coming out next year. We're going to be working with fiction. We're going to be working with children's stuff. Um, this storytelling for me, obviously, I think it's life, it's water, it's magic. And we just can't wait to start, um, rolling out some stuff that are going to hit people from different angles. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And, and let me ask you this one more question here. It's been on kind of top of mind for me, man, since the first time that we met. But I'm curious in, in terms of who has been most influential for you a, along your podcast journey. Who, who is that person and, and why? What, what was it about that relationship? What was it about that person? Uh, but who's really had impact on you throughout your, uh, your podcasting journey? And then we'll get to Dan. I've been, in a lot of ways, the luckiest person in this business. Um, because of the people who have been impactful to me. And I got the best mentor-ish person you could have ever, ever, um, by the name of one um, Ira Glass. Mm. And I met him. Yeah. Uh, um, um, maybe I, I'll back up a little bit. Um, Snap Judgment was kind of born of a lark. The uh, There was a contest. There was a, a contest, and it had, um, like, I wasn't in, I wasn't in podcasts. I wasn't in storytelling. I used to run nonprofits, and uh, I did a contest saying uh, looking for people who was hosty. And I heard my radio heroes Terry Gross and Ira Glass and a few others talking about this contest. And it ended up the the entry was due the next day. You're supposed to sit in a two minute clip, which I did, and I forgot about it. And three months later, they called saying, you know, um, congratulations, you're one of ten finalists nationwide. Hooray! And so mm -hmm. we started trying, I started grabbing my buddy Mark and start trying to do this contest. Um, and eventually, um, to, lo and behold, we won. And what did we win? We had no idea. There wasn't really a prize. And eventually, though, they were able to start the Snap Judgment Show, Storytelling with the Beat. And I remember when I was at one of the first public radio conferences I've ever been to. There he is, my hero, Ira Glass, a dude who, in a lot of ways, he launched a thousand podcasts. 
out there. You know, lots of people were initially inspired by Ira. And I remember one of the first things he said to me, he's like, oh, I heard what happened. I was like, yeah. He's like, wow, starting the show. Yeah. He's like, well, I hope you have a lot of interesting friends. Mm. Because the first two years, you're going to be stuck. (laughs) And truer words have never been spoken. And thank goodness between, like, you know, Mark and myself, I did have some interesting friends. And those interesting friends end up being the backbone of us being able to launch the show before we could like even lift our heads up to breathe, to try to make a weekly show was just with the resources we had at the time in retrospect was insanity. But, um, and, and later on, uh, Ira came and, and he spent, he spent a week with us, a week with our, of our glasses time, um, running around snap judgment, um, giving encouragement to the staff, cussing me out for messing some things out. But it was just such a generous, such an amazingly generous thing to do. And like I said, I don't I don't take that lightly. I was extremely fortunate um, that he decided to invest that time and that encouragement early on. And I will be forever grateful. Yeah, I love that. Dan, what's your question? Sorry, had to unmute. No worries, brother. Uh, Glenn. Huge fan of Snap Judgment. Just wanted to say, first of all, wanted to say hello and and voice my appreciation for all the work that you've done. I do a storytelling podcast myself, so you're definitely an inspiration. But one thing that gets me about the show that you do that I absolutely love is you have so many intros. So many of the opens are you telling some personal anecdote. You're out and you're eating a slice of pizza and then you're waiting for your wife and something happens. And I always think, how does he have so many of these stories that come from, that seemingly come from his own life that fit the rest of the episode? It, it honestly, every time I'm like, listen, listen, here, here it comes. Here comes some weird little anecdote. That's gonna, that's gonna just be a perfect puzzle piece. So I, how how does that happen for you, Glenn? <laughs> well, first of all, I appreciate it. I appreciate your love, and I I'm, I'm really I, I'm thrilled that you dig the show. Um, the the anecdotes. This is the deal. So this is this is what's great about podcasting in general, is that you get to build a show on your own strengths, your own deal, like like we were just talking about Ira. Ira's the greatest um, feature reporter in the country. I'm not a reporter. I especially don't want to do a feature thing. My, everyone's got a different sort of, 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 of um, magic talent. Um, mine is sort of that kind of telling stories like that. What's interesting about it is that when we first started off Snap Judgment, I've got some crazy stories. I do. I, I really do. I think, you know, um, one of my things is that I've tried to really lean into life. But what's been interesting as the, as the show progresses is, you know, I've been in in uh, hiding in alleys in back street Kyoto in Japan while um, uh, yakuza gangsters shoot guns at each other over top of me. I thought, well, those stories are going to be the the big hits of Snap Judgment. That's what's really going to um, light the fire here. But nothing could really be further from the truth. Um, 
the stories that oftentimes have impact are the stories that are really, really small, really like, um, but there's stories where you, you're vulnerable. Um, everyone wants to present themselves as oftentimes being the hero, oftentimes being the big man or being clever or smart. And I have found almost invariably, it's the stories that I don't want to tell that have the biggest um, resonance with people. And it's the stories that where you stick your neck out a little bit. I've been doing this now for over a decade. And I look at that blank piece of, uh, you know, that blank uh, a computer screen when I'm writing. And I, sometimes it's really hard to fill. And it's hard to fill because whatever I'm thinking about, I don't want to tell that. I don't want anybody to know. That wasn't me at my best. That wasn't the, that was that's not the legacy I want to leave for my kids. So I still recoil even now when I should know better. I still recoil, and those end up being the very best stories. Um, and that's the same thing. I know that's with uh, with the show in general that we try to lean into not just the you know the heroes, the heroic moments, but those mistakes. And so why do I have so many stories? It's probably because I've made a whole, that many mistakes. You know, it's beautifully said. Appreciate that. Dan, thanks for the question for Glenn. Uh, Marissa, let me give you an opportunity. Anything else to add here before we uh, before we let you guys jump? No, not for me. I just want to thank everybody for being on Clubhouse today. But another thing, I'm going to speak on behalf of Glenn and how he tells his stories because I do work closely with him for all these opens and track him. The man sees the world in stories. That's just, you know, he sees his, he sees the world in stories. But uh, besides that, I just want to say thanks again. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> that. And as, uh, as a fan of, of yours, Glenn, and uh, of course of the whole team there, and as a fan of Snap Judgment and, uh, and Spooked and everything, just really applaud all the contributions that you continue to make to the industry uh, on an ongoing basis. And I will tell you, it's, uh, it's definitely a better place uh, for all of us because you guys are here. So really, uh, again, just much love, much admiration. And uh, Glenn, anything else you want to add for, uh, for the folks as far as season six goes or anything else regarding Spook before we let you jump? There sure is. This is what I advise to everyone who wants to get into podcasting. Um, work with as many geniuses as possible. Um, I have been, the people that are part of Snap, I get to take the bow for this a lot of the time, but the people who make Snap are not just me. There is an amazing team of people that work their behinds off to make these stories work. From the very beginning, we've been, if we have, the, Mike, Mark and I, my partner in this, if we have done anything right, it's been working with the best. My first hire was a guy by the name of Roman Mars. The other second one maybe was Stephanie Fu. The, the, these people that come in and they just change everything. They change the way that people look at story. Um, our, our story team right now is incredible on both Snap and Spook. And, um, and, and you think, and, and oftentimes they come from backgrounds where you wouldn't think that they would be able to pull these stories together. So, uh, um, and so it's like, I, I would just, you, you, you probably have people in your life right now who 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 can who can help you get to get your product get your, your this podcast so that every your idea out the way that you want it you probably that person is probably in your life right now um 
And I was especially fortunate to have had my um, co-producer, Mark Ristich, in my, in my life. One of the things is this. I'll just say this about um, production and, and, and story. Um, when you're starting out trying to do something, it's sometimes, you know, everything everything wants to be shitty. Every single thing that you make, it just it wants to be shitty. Um, but ha- having finding a partner who who gets where you want to go, who who understands um, the uh, if you've done something good or on the way to where it could be good. Right now, if I write a story, and this is what people do oftentimes, they'll send it to their mother, their girlfriend, or something like that. If I send write a story right now, and I send it to my mother, and I say, Mom, w- uh, what do you think about this story? She's going to read it, and she's going to give me the best honest feedback she can. And she's going to tell me that for, for her, this story needs more Jesus. It doesn't have enough Jesus Christ in it. <laughs> and she's, t- she's trying to be honest. But finding a person who gets you I, um, and, um, and can also tell you your failings, that's the, big, that's, that's the biggest gift of all. Finding that person, who, they, might, they, they might be on the internet, they might not be in your town. But find that person that's like, no, no, this is, I get where you're trying to go. It's, it's, Jesus is not really called for here, but this over this thing over here is. Um, and I, you finding that partner, that community, that, 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 uh, that, that soul sort of enriching a tribe. I think that's at the heart of everything that all of us are trying to do. Yeah. So beautifully said, man. Really, again, appreciate you being here. We're going to wrap up and, uh, and again, encourage you guys to definitely check out the uh, podcast edition of this. If, uh, if you haven't listened to Reinvention Radio, definitely check that out. We've got all kinds of interesting episodes for you there uh, as well. And, of course, if you're listening to Reinvention Radio, uh, do join us inside a club pod. We've got all, all kinds of rooms going 24-7 darn near. And no matter where you are on that podcasting journey, we can help you and uh, would love to have the opportunity to do so. Uh, one more thing, if you're not a subscriber to Podcast Magazine, uh, please join us for that journey. And as a matter of fact, we got some back issues that are still available of, uh, of our inaugural issue with Glenn Washington, uh, dating all the way back to February of 2020. Hard to believe we just released our 21st issue uh, of Podcast Magazine, and you can join us for that ride if you're not yet a subscriber at Club Pod dot club forward slash free uh no no just clubpod.club take it back just clubpod.club <laughs> you can go there and uh grab a free lifetime subscription to podcast magazine just as one of our ways of saying thank you for hanging out with us here uh, both on the podcast and then of course here inside of club pod thanks to matt thanks to dan for your questions really appreciate you marissa for setting this up as always glenn washington the man himself appreciate you and we will talk to you guys next time really soon here on reinvention radio take care everybody you just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com. 